finally, welcome back to Ramblings from Nowhere. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since the last time I was on here, uh, mainly because there's been nothing going on, and because I wanted to bring back a very special guest once again. Let me welcome Mr. Derek Zhu back to the show. Woo! Derek, what's happening, brother? Hey, man, how are you? Good to be back. It's good to have you back. It's uh, been a couple weeks, a few weeks now, I guess, since the last time we talked. Yeah, like the poet Aaron Lewis said, it's been a while. <laughs> He's something, all right. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so how's everything going in uh, Branson? Oh, man, things are great. Um, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're currently, we are um, on a very small show schedule. So it's been nice because I'm able to do some, I'm able to work on some outside projects and and uh, work on some stuff that I normally wouldn't have the opportunity to do so. Uh, so I'm pumped that it'll probably be that way for the next month. And then when Memorial Day hits, uh, no one will hear from me until mm-hmm. Labor Day. <laughs> All right. So I can get you on the show anytime before Memorial Day. Yes, and sir. And then after that. So that means... That- Okay, so that works because that means you'll be able to come back on once we finally get to work. No, never mind. Black Widow got pushed back. That's right, till July. Oh, dang it. That's right. I forgot. I'll I was come still, back for Black Widow, though, man. Well, I was still on the uh, May, you know, that whole May, which is kind of weird to me, just real quick. Um, you know, they're all they're doing is releasing, they're doing the normal theatrical and the Disney Plus stuff. Uh, why push it all the way back to July? Why not just go ahead and drop it? In, unless they think that people getting vaccinated and stuff lets them have a better opening in theaters. I would assume that that's the only Probably. reason why at this point. Just real quick, already off the rails, but that's all right. Just, you know, when you think about it, um, Godzilla versus Kong has been the best, uh, had the best opening and box office since uh, the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. I think I read a thing just a few minutes ago that's over four hundred million that they made now. Wow. Uh, which is really good when you think about where we're at yeah. theater wise and stuff. Yeah. So I expect Black Widow to blow that out of the water. Oh yeah, man. I, I really do. I think this yeah. will be the movie that brings people back in. At least all the Marvel zombies mm-hmm. will be back in. And I am one. I don't I don't say that in a derogatory way, by the way. I right. am one as well. Um, I think that'll be the. I think it's going to blow it out of the water. Um, I can't think of anything. We're going to talk about some trailers here in a minute, and I think all these movies are exciting, but I don't think that they're going to. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to blow up the box office like. Godzilla I think there's only Kong. one that'll give it a. Give oh yeah, it, there, there is run. one in there. That's true. <clears throat> yeah. I will say two, actually. Okay. No, I'm gonna say three. I'm gonna say okay. three of them. <laughs> that last one, by the way, is a total joke. You know which one I'm talking about. We'll get to it in a minute. Because, <laughs> but anyway, that's neither here nor there. I was uh, hoping that was one of them that but, you were talking about. Um, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I, that will be a movie. I'm gonna force myself to go to the theater. I had wanted to go watch Godzilla versus Kong at the theater, but. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. It's just really nice for me to sit at home and fire one of these movies up and watch it like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I really kind of wish I'd seen it at the theater just for the spectacle. Did Did we get to talk about it? Have you seen it? I I have not seen okay. it yet. Um, I couldn't uh, it remember. Is, it's on my to-do list, but it, it's it's uh, not been uh, – <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's not the top. I'll say this. It doesn't have to be at the top. It doesn't have to be at the bottom. I would put it in the middle somewhere. I've yeah. said this already on here a bunch. Uh, it was a kind of a disappointing thing for me, but the spectacle 
again, this is a movie just to see. I would have liked to watch the IMAX just for the two big fight scenes in it. Yeah. Uh, there's some other little fight scenes stuff, but the two main mains, obviously the aircraft carrier stuff that they showed, uh, which everybody knows about. And then there's the uh, the stuff at the end. There's another, which is not giving anything away, but um, there's the, another fight at the end. But obviously, uh, both those just spectacle wise would have been awesome to see at the IMAX. So um, I don't know. Uh, getting back to Black Widow though, real quick, that movie's gonna be really good. They dropped a uh, a little featurette thing today, actually, because uh, it's National Superhero Day, mm-hmm. and they dropped a new featurette. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, it's like a one of the, it's one of those little eleven minute short minute short things they do, you know, kind of like yeah, with yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Wars and all that stuff, a little behind the scenes thing. So I'll probably check it out after a while, but haven't gotten to watch it yet. So there's that. Anyway. Uh, Derek, as always, let's move on here a little bit. Um, before we talk trailers, uh, is there anything you've been up to, uh, movie wise, or anything that you want to bring up? Um, not really, man. Um, I found out some really cool news today. Uh, one of my favorite musicals. Um, it's a, it's a weird macabre, <clears throat> crazy musical, but it's called Ride the Cyclone, and I saw it at the Shakespeare Theater in Chicago. Um, the weekend of my 30th birthday, so almost six years ago now, and I fell in love with it. It is one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen live, and uh, I've been, I've been looking forward to this happening. The uh, soundtrack is going to be made, or the cast recording rather, is going to be made available next Friday. Mm-hmm. So I've been all over socials uh, trying to pimp that out because I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Let's ride the cyclone. Mm-hmm. I'll need to check it out then. Because uh, I think I've said it before. I know you are. We're both big musical fans in the first place. Yes. Uh, I'm not afraid to admit that at all. Uh, there are some great movies out there that people will not watch just for that reason. And we're going to talk about a couple of them probably here in a minute. I think. Uh, yeah, we are. But, um, on my end, Derek, just real quick, I want to talk. Um, the last time we recorded, I had Josh and Jonathan on, and we talked uh, a few games. And I got to play. We were, had just started diving into Outlanders, which is a first-person pers- RPG uh, Diablo-like game. Okay. And uh, as anybody who listens to the show knows, I have uh, been enamored with Call of Duty Warzone for well over a year now probably. Uh, I, it was my go-to game. It's the only game I wanted to play, really. I had a couple others that would kind of pull me away, but you know that it, it, it never pulled those hooks out that call, that Warzone had. This yeah. game did that. Um, if you ever played Diablo and you're into loot shooters and that kind of thing, then um, that that's what this is, and that's what hooked me. And Josh and Brandon, those are the, it's a three-player. You can play three-player, uh, and it's. Uh, mission based obviously and you're getting loot and so on and so forth uh, we still have not beat it we've been playing it uh, nightly it seems and still have not managed to beat it but like just the uh, the loot loop and upgrading your armor and blah 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 and all that stuff uh, the crafting system is great in it uh, I don't think the story will ever win any awards maybe a Razzie if there was one for uh, video games uh, which I'm sure there is but like the story is not for me is not what this is josh is uh really invested in the story which we talked about before uh i was surprised because he's normally like me and when it comes to these games you're not wanting you're not worried about the story you're more worried about the loot 
I want to get something better, so on and so forth. But yeah, yeah. with this, he's invested, which surprises me. As whereas I am following the story, but it is not. It is a. It's not even for me. I don't think it's even well. I'll probably say it was like be like a B a B movie science fiction type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, but like it's it's just uh, it's got some funny moments. I will say that. But uh, there's that. So that has taken over my video gaming. Uh, they finally, quote unquote, brought a new map into Warzone. So you'd think I would be talking about that nonstop, but all they did was blow up the old map and revert it to 1980, 1984. So the, the 1984 version of the same map. So <laughs> it's a reskin, and it has. Uh, so for instance, where the dam was on the map is now gone. Uh, there's a there's a some cable some pergolas and cable cars and stuff in that place, but like layout wise, everything's the same. It's just that's probably the biggest change. Like we still went to the same spots that we went to before. You know, those mm -hmm. places might be a little different, but we still use the same strategies. So it's really not that much difference, which kind of make kind of irks me because like, you know, I've invested all this time. Give me a new map. Give me something different. And they won't even let you play the original map. It's completely gone. So those of us who played that first map and really wanted to play it, you know, that's, you know, our, our map to fall back on when there's nothing else. Now we can't do that. So it's kind of, there's that. But anyway, neither here, here nor there. That's that game. So I've kind of set it aside, which I never thought I'd say. And then finally, game-wise, I checked out on the Xbox Series X Major League Baseball MLB The Show from Sony PlayStation or from Sony okay. Interactive Studios, which yeah. is of course Sony PlayStation, blah blah, which right. is really strange because, I'll, I'll, so the game is the game. If you ever played it, it's the best baseball game out there. It's Agreed. sim and blah blah and all that stuff. It's good. Don't get me wrong. I think the game is good. I'm not played that much, but the strangest thing is I boot my Xbox up, and then you boot the game up, and it shows the whole Sony Interactive Studios and the PlayStation logo and everything. And you're like, this is crazy that I'm playing this game for free on my Xbox because it's on Game Pass. So, but I will say that I have enjoyed. I've only played some retro games on it, which is uh, kind of a King Griffey Jr. on the uh, SNES vibe to it. So, pretty fun though. That's it for that. And I, <coughs> excuse me. I think that's about it for me as well, Derek. Um, yo, you know what you need to get for um. Do you have Xbox One? Is that what you got? Yes. Um, you know what you need to get is uh, Retromania Wrestling. Which one? Uh, it's a um, it's a game called Retromania Wrestling. Retromania. I don't it's like think a, I, uh huh. It's like a eight bit um, type type gimmick, but it's got like it's got a lot of the older wrestlers on there. So you're like you're talking about like Animal and Hot, yeah. Austin Idol, uh, the BWO, like Big Stevie Cool, gotcha. Blue Meanie. Okay, uh, yeah. Some newer people are on it. Nick Aldis is on it. Cole Cabana's on it. Um, Jeff Cobb, Johnny uh, John Morrison's on it. Nikita Koloff, Tommy Dreamer. Uh, anyway, I think it just dropped for. Um, I think it just dropped for Xbox One not too long ago. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think they've got the clearance yet for PlayStation 4, but 
Uh, I've been following it along just because, you know, I'm a big uh, Nick Aldis fan, and he's been pimping the crap out of it. Um, Retromania, right? (laughs) Yeah, Retromania Wrestling. Continue. It looks looks fun as crap. I'm looking it up as we speak on the internets. And I I think you – there's a thing called Steam. I don't know much about gaming. Yes, uh, Steam uh, is a client where you can – yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm looking at some screenshots right now. Two, yeah. to, two to eight local? Yeah. Nice. Let me see. Let me click on this. Uh, please don't play that. Okay, it won't. <laughs> uh, it is on. Okay, coming soon to PlayStation 4. Yeah. Um, I was trying to see if it had a price on it or anything, but man, that looks good. Doesn't that look fun? I know what I'm doing when we get done recording. Uh, by the way, we've got to get off here now. I'm sorry. Uh, something come up. Got to go. Sorry. No, no, I'm joking. Joking. I was. I will wait to play this, but it looks really good. Oh it's, my it's $30 on uh, Xbox Live. Oh, that's not bad. For all no. that? For everything yeah. you get on it? Yeah. That, that'll that be mine right there, dude. I'm glad you brought that, uh, brought that to my attention. Mr. Hughes, are you kidding? Oh, yeah. my gosh. The big cat, man. Oh my gosh! You all met him a few years ago. Oh really? Yeah. Is he? Where's he at now? Uh, I think he's just kind of making like indie shots. Gotcha. But he uh he was at Wrestle Jam. I didn't know who it was because he's like slimmed down, like tremendously slimmed down. And um, he said, "Hey, brother," because I was my job that that day was like announcing for the the meet and greet it was like hey we've got jim Cornette over here and we've got robert gibson from the rock and roll express over here and kevin nash is over there and you know blah 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 and so i'm walking around and hughes like pulls me aside and he's like hey brother can't you uh say something about mr hughes and i was like i was like honest to god sir i didn't know that was you and he was like yeah man i beat the undertaker i was like i remember i remember you did <laughs> I said, don't awesome. worry, I'll, I I got you now on. You're, you're, he gave me the Iggy. I said, you got it, brother. Well, listen, I have already clicked, and I now am a pro own, uh, a proud owner of Retromania Wrestling. I've already bought oh, it. Man. That's amazing. Look, that's how quick you sold me on it. You knew you knew that you would sell it just like that. I mean, you know, yeah. it's I'm not a mark. I promise. I swear. <laughs> Dude, I thought about getting an Xbox just so I could get it. Yeah, it'll. Let's see. It probably won't be much longer. Um, I, I just looking at it. I bet it probably doesn't take much to run it on a PC. Uh, it won't run on mine, but that's because this is an older one that I've got. But yeah, uh, man, that's good. You know, it'd be cool if it had crossplay between you know PlayStation and Xbox. We could. Oh man, that would be fun. Huh? Huh? But okay, that's great. Now listen, I I don't want to bring this down, but I do want to bring Uh-oh. this up because um. I saw it the other day, and it just, man, Steve McMichaels. Did you see that? Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, man. man. So, for people that don't know, Steve Mongo McMichaels was a football player for the Chicago Bears. He was on the 85. One of the, one of the cha- best. Yeah. He was on the 85 championship team, and then he uh, was with WCW. I can't, do you remember the years right off the top of your head? He was there for five years. Well, he started with, uh, he started with WCW on Monday Nitro. He was a co- color mm-hmm. commentator on the very first episode of Monday Nitro. And then in June of 96, he became a wrestler and joined the Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. And then he was there until, I want to say, the beginning of 99. Yeah, when when things were, re- it, uh, 
right when it was really starting to go downhill. Yeah, because he was he he came he was there for the the reformation of the Horsemen with Flair, mm-hmm. um, back when Flair came back in September yeah. of '98, but then you didn't hear much from him after that. Um, mm-hmm. And and I don't know if you've ever heard or not, but like Bischoff just says, or I think and Arn corroborates with him too, but uh, he just said one day Mongo just left, never and we up. never saw him mm-hmm. again. Uh, well. We found out, and it's it's such a sad situation. I was one of these people. I was never a huge fan of the dude when he was in WCW, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, he, it is what it is. You know, I think he was a he was a funny dude. I don't yeah. think he was the best wrestler ever. I think he should have stayed commentary side personally, but that's neither here nor there because, unfortunately, he has ALS. And, like, it has just come on. Well, it, oh, let's see the article. What was it? It said it, he had been experiencing it for a few, uh, for a while, for about a year, but didn't realize it until uh, he went to a doctor and well, he held his arm up and wanted him to catch it when he released it, and it just dropped like a rock. Yeah. And they told him that he had ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease, and so, and it's just been like this, like freight train attacking his body, like it's just crazy. When you if you knew the dude and how big he was back in the day, and then I saw those pictures of him, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like it was it was probably the saddest read that I've read in a long time. Yeah, it broke um, my heart. Like he's lost, basically lost the use of his legs. He he looks so he's just frail looking, which is part of the disease itself. I mean, it, you know, it it takes away your muscles and your ability to do anything really. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to. Uh, I just hate that, and I think isn't there? They have a GoFundMe page. They do for him that you can go to. Um, I don't have it right here in front of me. I I saw it. Uh, uh, we were talking about Eric Bischoff, and he had actually posted it on Twitter. Is where I found out about it. Yeah. But, um. I, I think if you could, if you go to GoFundMe and you'll type in Team Mongo, that mm-hmm. should take you to where you need to go. Should take you. I know. Um. I think at one point. Chris Jericho, I know he he was like the third highest donator at one point, maybe even the highest. Uh, he had yeah. been twenty five hundred at one point, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you know everybody's trying to get behind him on this. Uh, it's 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 a sad story, but it's good to see uh, wrestlers rallying him and uh, and fans rallying around him. Uh, it's just a terrible terrible disease. Yeah, it really is. So, um, and I hate to be a downer on that, but I did want to. I, I wanted to mention it just because, man, it was just heartbreaking reading that. And again, like I said, this was somebody that I, I did not follow. You know, I was not a big fan of mm-hmm. in in ring. You know, but still, it was just really sad. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I'll tell you, if you <laughs> uh, to bring it back to a positive spin. If you ever want to see just how, I don't want to say bad, but just how comical Steve Mongo McMichael's mm-hmm. matches could be, uh, <laughs> there is a Twitter account called at That's Our Mongo uh, that you should go see because he posts all sorts of like WCW flubs and uh, a lot of it has to do with Mongo, but a lot of it is just like just bad botches and and, and things. It's 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 a really fun account. It's a lot of a lot of fun, and uh, obviously he's a big, or whoever runs that is a big Mongo fan. And so you can also keep up to date with everything going on with Steve McMichael through that yeah. account. Awesome. Uh, well, keeping on the positive side of things, uh, I mentioned Chris Jericho. 
Uh, and I do have Peacock, and I did get to see something I never thought I would see, at least anytime soon. Uh, Jericho was on uh, Broken Skull Sessions with Steve yeah. Austin. How crazy was that? Have you gotten to watch it? I have, yeah. Uh, I thought it was good. I mean, I don't think they really, for me at least, it, that, I don't think there was anything I didn't know already. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of neat seeing some of the, you know, laying out some of the back story as to how he ended up in AEW and all that stuff. But I, I, you and me, we knew. I mean, I'd heard it before. It right, wasn't anything right. new to me. But it was just the fact, <clears throat> probably the biggest thing for me was the fact that Austin was able just to text Vince, Vince McMahon and ask him, can we have Jericho on? And he, he says yes. Yeah. I never would have thought that. Yeah. At all. It's it's funny though because you know like the the week that that the week after that happened, uh, AEW broke a million viewers. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if Vince was like, "Gosh dang it, we probably shouldn't have done that." <laughs> I don't think so. I I, I think he's pretty. I, I mean, you know, we both talked about where WWE's at right now, and mm. probably any word of mouth is good word of mouth for them. Yeah. Although, great segue. Right after this happened, they released how many wrestlers? It was uh, 10, wasn't it? Or something? 10 wrestlers they released? Nine. Nine. Well, well maybe it was 10. Uh, well, I don't know if Mojo got he was released. Or not. He was released earlier, but they never said anything. So, well, we're going so he ca- refutes that. Yeah. Oh, he refutes he? that. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, that's not who we need to talk about in this whole thing. Because right. for, for me... It's Kalisto. For me... <laughs> Hey, look, the dude, I'm not the biggest Lucha fan anyway, but, like, the dudes were funny. I thought they were funny. But for me, Samoa Joe and the Iconics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the other ones. I feel sorry for all of them. I think they're all going to be fine. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure most of them are already re-signing, even though they, well, they will re-sign. You know, you got the 90-day no-compete and all that stuff. But, man... Samoa Joe just never after again we talked about this before another NXT superstar that, well but he was a superstar before that but we won't go into that but just while he's in the NXT yep. champion and everything yep. run rough shot was awesome and just completely mishandled once he got up to the main roster to Raw yep. Smackdown yep. and you can almost you can pretty much say the same thing in my opinion about the Iconics I don't think they were used to the best of their ability yes they did win the uh, tag team championships at Wrestlemania which is uh, awesome and that was probably the biggest pop for me in that Wrestlemania but man no no maybe not maybe not hold on man maybe you not. can't say that when it's Kofi Mania bro uh, yeah that's true I, I just I, I'm just I just love the Iconics as a tag team I do too, exactly. but Kofi Mania? I know, you're right, you're right. Becky winning the women's championship. You got to remember, though, but you knew Becky was going to win. Rollins beating the Beast? Yeah, you knew that was going to happen. Hulk Hogan coming back? Hey, we won't even go into that. We'll just leave that, we'll just <laughs> leave that in as it is. Hey, by you the can way, mention that some more here in just a few minutes. Uh, by by the, the way, uh, there's a really funny tweet that I think that I retweeted out. Uh, I mean, it's not as evergreen anymore, but it was um, it was Hogan. You, clearly, he's like, well, let me tell you something, brother. But he goes, let me tell you something. Beep! To Titus O'Neil and just the way O'Neil reacts to yeah. it. And then it goes to that. Um, 
please stand by technical difficulties <laughs> thing from the Simpsons. Dude, I'm gonna send it to you right now. It it is it has given me so much joy over it's, the last uh, what two weeks or yeah. how long it's been. Uh, I, I don't know. It just really hurt me, dude. The Iconics were, like, hilarious. And yeah. they could wrestle. It, the worst, you know, and the worst thing they did, first of all, was break them up. I don't, yes. you know, you get these great tag teams. Let's just break them up because tag team wrestling isn't important in the right. WWE. So, there's all that. There's all the rest. Well, okay. <clears throat> there's most of the wrestling news out of the way. Anything you want to say about any of that, by the way, the releases? Yeah, um, I mean, I just want to reiterate the fact that Samoa Joe should have been world champion or probably multiple-time world champion. Yes. Um, I, I think, for me personally, Mickey James is one of the top five best female wrestlers of all time. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> <laughs> just, the way, just the way Titus responds. And then... <laughs> oh, my. Um, <laughs> seriously, when I'm in a bad mood, I just watch it. Um <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so Mickey James, one of the top five best female wrestlers of all time. Uh, uh, the fact that she got her stuff sent to her in yeah, a tra- effing trash bag? Like, I come know. on, man. I know. And But, uh, well, I mean, take it as you will. I mean, they fired, uh, what's his name? What was his name? Mark Carano. Mark Carano. Yeah. They fired him, so and it, uh, supposedly he was the one who had done it, and supposedly this wasn't the first time that that had happened. Yeah. So the thing that my question is, well, if it's not the first time, why did it ever happen the first time? Why yeah. did it continue on? You know. Yeah. So I, I just, it's it's just it's it's hard to, you know, I know we're going to talk about WrestleMania here in a minute. It's just hard to root for Vince McMahon anymore, dude. It, it really is. He's gone really from being is. from being the wrestling genius that he was at one time. You can say what you want about him now. The man, look what he did in the yeah. 80s. Look how he consolidated. Look how he took all those territories and just made this behemoth that we have now. And now it's just like we're on the other end of that. And if I was there, if I'm Triple H, if I'm Stephanie, I'm I, I'm dumbfounded constantly because mm-hmm. I don't think I I I don't think it's I don't think it's mishandling on their part at all. I I, I think it's all on him. I really yeah. don't because when you look at what Triple H was doing or has been doing with NXT and everything, mm-hmm. you know, yes, the, the the roster's not as strong as it was at one time, but, like, it was solid gold, still is pretty yeah. good. Don't get me wrong. It's not the greatest. I don't watch it, but that's just because I've got this whole thing against watching wrestling right now because of WWE, you know? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's just it's so strange to see – Vince, to talk, I, I never would have thought I'd talk about Vince McMahon mishandling his company the way it seems yeah. like he is. Yeah. And obviously, we're not the only two saying that either. Right. Well, dude, like, um, I don't know if, if you've if you've had the chance. Um, I'm going to highly recommend going and watching A&E's biography series that they're doing right now. Uh, they did the first one they did was on Steve Austin. It was amazing. The second one they did was on Roddy Piper, and it was just as good. But it opens with Vince McMahon making a fake phone call to Roddy Piper in hell. Really? Yeah. He's like, oh, I got a phone call here. He's like, uh, uh, hot rod. Yeah, I'm about to do a little interview about you. Uh, you said it's warm down there, huh? And, like, just goes on this, like, 30-minute, or not 30-minute, but, like, 30-second improv thing where, like, he's, he's 
pretends he's having a conversation with Piper in hell, and he's like, right, he's not in hell. He's in heaven. And I was like, why was that even involved? Yeah. Like, why was that even included in this thing? Yeah, I wouldn't have even put that in the... No. It's just poor taste, man. And I think that until... Um, I think that until Vince leaves, until Kevin Dunn gets fired, because yeah. I think Kevin Dunn had a lot to do with the Iconics being let go. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, at one point Kevin Dunn said he he didn't like uh, Becky Lynch's accent. Mm-hmm. You couldn't understand her because she was Irish. Can you imagine, like, Becky Lynch is the closest thing to a crossover star that wrestling has had in the last five to ten years. And, mm-hmm. and you're going to try to, like, snub her out? Oh, I agree. It just blows my mind. You got it's this. Just, you got this old guard. Yes. That's just sitting in there. It's and, archaic. And it's like there's. It, it really is. It's like. It's like. Okay, we lived through the '80s, and yes, that was a a time of gimmicks. Yeah. We, we know this. Right. That WCW, NWA, WWE, the whole everybody. That was just the way it was, which is fine. But then we come out on the other side. You know, this has been talked about, but it's fine. Bischoff come in and he changed the business right. and they went into let's make some storylines that are quote unquote real right and it worked and you watched Vince McMahon slowly begrudgingly start to change his ways you know yeah. and then Stone Cold if it hadn't been for Stone Cold I don't I, we may not have had w, we may not be talking about WWE right now in my right. opinion I don't think yeah. Shawn Michaels could carry that company and Bret Hart. I know your feelings on Bret Hart, but Bret Hart was hot at the time. We all know this. Bret Hart but, crap. I know, but but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that was, no, that's I, your I two you two big. That's your names that I that just right off the top of my head that I think of at that time. Right before Stone Cold come in blazing hot, and if it hadn't been for that, and finally making that turn, you know, into the Attitude Era, which for me. I grew up loving the 80s and all that, but the Attitude Era for me, that was right in my sweet spot, as we know. But, you know, but it seems like as we went through Attitude, then what, where is, what is, it's amazing they have all these names for their eras. I don't, but anyway. Ruthless aggression. You roll into the ruthless aggression, and then it seems like slowly we've gone back to gimmicky, archaic, this is how wrestling should be. Uh-huh. This is it's you know my way the highway Vince McMahon like you said Kevin Dunn, you know this person isn't going to make it because they're too small this person blah 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 right. it's just crazy and then but then at the same time you can go and look at AEW and everything they're doing right now you look at NWA I saw the day where Trevor Murdoch who would have thought at one time with the way he was in the WWE with the way they handled him in WWE that he would be where he's at now you know look he's at what their it, biggest baby face they got right yeah. Now. Look at what Impact Wrestling's doing right now. Kenny Omega, the crossover. Kenny Omega is the freaking. He's a three belt holder right now. He's Thanos, bro. I'm telling you, like, and, and you know what? Just real quick, and we'll get off this whole wrestling thing because we're gonna go back into it in a minute. Right. Look, this is the Kenny Omega I've been waiting to see. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Yes, when sir. he was in New Japan, I never really followed New Japan. I just knew of the Kenny Omega that was there and how awesome he was and how you heard yeah. about it and then he came yep. to AWA or AWA AEW <coughs> you can see Fuck where that, my mind's that. at right now but but you know he comes in and and everything's kind of quiet which I like the way they did that with AEW and not yep. pushing the Bucks and Cody and yep. Kenny because that's what yep. you expected you know absolutely but now man <coughs> oh could you imagine if AJ Styles was in the middle of all that too 
with all that going. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. Or Ad- so, Adam Cole. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so man. anyway, anyway, let's get back on track because we just went down the rabbit hole on that. And I'm afraid we're gonna go back into it here in a few minutes. So yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of bad stuff to say about it. So well, good because I I told you I would watch it, but I haven't. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk. Um, there's been a lot of trailers that have dropped here very lately, and it's yeah. exciting. I don't know about you, and I've said this before. I love a good trailer as long as it doesn't give the movie away too much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that part of that comes from when I was a kid. The only way I got to find out about movies was on a VHS preview. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've always liked a trailer, a trailer that if if it's cut right and it gets me excited, I don't have a problem. I know some people are not huge trailer fans. Uh, I could name some names right now of my friends, but I will not. I will not name any names, but this is just me. So we're going to talk a few trailers here real quick. Uh, we're going to lead off, Derek, with one that I know you've been waiting to, uh, or you've been excited about. I'm sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, In the Heights. Yes. Um. Just give me. I, I've watched it. It looks really exciting. What are your What are some of your thoughts on that? Uh dude. I I've been a Heights fan for gosh, thirteen years. Like when it when it first broke in, which I think was like two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a, I was a fan. Um, it's it's weird that I didn't put Lin Manuel Miranda together with that until Hamilton. But um, I was a big fan, and then after after the Hamilton craze started, I just consumed as much Lin Manuel Miranda content as I could, and um, so I actually have read the script for the musical, um, and I can already tell that there's going to be some differences between the movie and the musical, which is fine. But I'm very very excited about this. Anthony Ramos is playing Usnavi. Usnavi was Lin Manuel Miranda's character uh, in the in the show. Um, Jimmy Smith is in it. Uh, Stephanie Beatrice from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nines in this thing. Uh, it's just, I think it's gonna be great, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like um, the, gosh, is I'm sound real xenophobic. The Marvel movie that we're gonna be talking about. What's the name of it? The Ten Rings. Oh, Shang Chi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like it's a lot like Shang Chi in the fact of like it's cool to see. Um, these people, mm-hmm. <laughs> God, it just sound, you know what I'm trying to say. No, it's it's, I, it's I, not. They're not. They're not whitewashing. Let's, right. You say it's it. just nice to see. It's just nice to see races You're being cast uh, being, in the proper yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it, you know, they're they're being celebrated, and we're you know we're we're getting to finally see uh, stories about Puerto Ricans. We're finally getting to see stories about um um you know people uh, Asians mm-hmm. and, and Asian Americans and things like that and so it's just it's really cool to live in a time and, and uh, I'm sure this will piss somebody off but it's it's just fun to live in a time where inclusivity mm-hmm. is so important and these stories are being told by people who may not have lived them per se but have been affected by them and know what they're talking about you know this mm-hmm. isn't this isn't some black guy doing or excuse me this isn't some white guy doing roots Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what yeah. I mean? So it's just it's just nice to um to have that and I think this cast is going to kill it. Uh I, I think Anthony Ramos is a um I think he is a star in the making. Uh I think that kid's going to be really really something special and I'm just 
I'm very much looking forward to seeing this. And I'm excited to see Jimmy Smith sing. I think that'll be fun, too. Dude, Jimmy Smith, can't go wrong. You know, He's a legend. Can't go wrong. I yeah. mean, the dude's just so good. And uh, L.A. Law, even. You know what? I yeah. never was a fan of L.A. Law, but, man, I can remember Jimmy Smith being on there. Yeah. You know? Jimmy Smith is in my second favorite season of Dexter. He, you know, I still got to watch Dexter. Um, well, just watch the first four seasons. That's what everybody tells me. And after season four, be like, what an amazing season fin- or series finale. His um, his role in Sons of Anarchy as a father figure to Jax in uh, whatever – I can't remember what season it is now. It's been so long since, since I've watched it. But, like, his character was just, like, top-notch in that. He was a dude that I wasn't excited about at first. But then once you got to see him and what was going on, it was great. I mean, yeah. I, I can't – I mean, I'm sure there's something out there. Everybody has a bad role they've been in, but I can't think of one off the top of my head where it's been something that I'm like, you know, that was wrong. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, and he can do it all, man. Yeah, drama, comedy, sci-fi, musicals. It's amazing. Uh, it's it's speaking of musicals, uh, we have another one here, uh, West Side Story. We got a teaser for it. You know what? Unfortunately, that's not in it. Yeah, not in the teaser. But that's okay. Uh, I have seen West Side Story, and it's been years ago. I need to go back and watch it again. It's been a long time since I watched it. Um, directed by Steven Spielberg, and what I like I was telling you before um, before we went on air, uh, I'm intrigued that Spielberg's directing this uh, because I don't think he's ever done another musical. I think this is the first musical that I can think of he's done. So I'm interested to see what he's going to do with it. I'm excited, man. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm a big West Side Story fan, um, and I'm excited to see what Spielberg's going to do with this. I haven't watched the trailer for this yet just because I'm so excited about In the Heights that I'm I'm one <laughs> It's yeah, it, it's one so, story about the Bronx at a time. Yeah, we're, we're getting uh, – it's like an overflow. But, you know, I mean, all these movies, it's been pushed back so many times. You know, of course, this one's not supposed to come out uh, – let's see, In the Heights comes out in June. And this doesn't come out till December. It doesn't have an actual day a day yeah, yet, it's like but it's Christmas in, time, right? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be around that Christmas. You would think that that's where they put it, uh, somewhere's in that slot. So um, I, I'm excited. Uh, it, it looks good. I, I am going to go back. Like I said, it's been a long time since I watched the West Side Story, the original. So I'm uh, I'm going to go check it out if I can find. I've got it on DVD somewhere if I can dig it out. So because <clears throat> I'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere or not. Uh, but uh, we got that one, so we got those two two musicals, and then uh, we mentioned. Oh no, that's right. Before we get into uh, Shang Chi, I wanted to bring up just real quick because uh, I've talked about it before. I am a huge uh, fan of the Conjuring movies, the yes. the, the main movies. Yes. Uh, so the Conjuring, the Devil Made Me Do It. <laughs> I about said the F word just then. Oh man, <laughs> F the nun. That's why. Yeah. Trying, that's why I want to say. It, you know. I've not watched any of the Annabelle ones. Um, I watched The Nun because, I, I, you know, of course, that spun out of uh, Conjuring 2. And like that was pretty freaky stuff happening in there. And I was like, well, I want to see this and see. And it just did absolutely nothing for me. Yeah. So, uh, and that Annabelle doll, man, screw that thing. I don't even want <laughs> The movie may be terrible, but, like, I don't. I, I, don't. I, I like the second Annabelle. That's what everybody says. The, the, the second one is the is the prequel. Yeah, right. and it was directed by. Yeah. Um, no, that's not what I'm thinking of. Um, it's it is really good though. Maybe it was directed by Scott Derrickson. I, uh-huh. I think I was getting my um, directors mixed up. Let me let me double check my 
you talk and I'll, I'll uh, chime well, in when I, I when I know what I'm talking about. Listen, uh, I've talked about it before. The Conjuring one and two, um, James Wan directed those two, and uh, man, David F. Sandberg directed yeah. Annabelle uh, creation, and he did Shazam. That's okay. that's where I was. It, it's so crazy. That, that's crazy to think that he did those two movies. By the way, Mike Flanagan directed the Ouija uh, prequel. Gotcha. That is far leaps and bounds better than the Ouija, the the first Ouija movie, gotcha. which is god awful. Yeah. Uh, this looks really good though. This is more. This just looks more of the Conjuring. Uh, James Wan didn't direct this one. Uh, he executive produced, but um, I can't remember who the director is. It doesn't have it right here in front of me, but um, it looks really good. Um, uh, loosely based on a true story, 1981 about a guy who killed a uh, killed someone and blamed it on demonic possession mm-hmm. um, I think Ed and Lorraine Newman actually had something to do with the case uh, but I don't think it's I, I think they're a little more involved in the movie than they were in What'd the you actual just case Ed and Lorraine New, I said Newman didn't I yeah <laughs> Newman <laughs> Well, I don't even know where that come from. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm losing my mind. But anyway, uh, my, uh, just for the record, Michael Chavez directed yes. uh, this one. He also directed the Curse of La Llorona, which is not a good movie. No, so I, that kind of yeah. worries me. Yeah, that was the disappointment. That was the yeah. one with um, uh, what's his name from Ant Man, right? Uh, what kind of, Michael Pena. Uh, I th- no, no, no. I'm getting that mixed yeah, up with well, another one, too. That's Fantasy Island, isn't it? No, no. There's another nun movie uh, that I'm thinking of, uh, Possession type thing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. La Llorona had Linda Cardellini yeah. in it. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting my movies mixed up. It's And the lady from The Mummy. The uh, the mummy chick in it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. A knocks on a moon. Yeah. So, anyway, this looks good. Looks really good. <laughs> I love this but podcast. It, it is not Newman at all. It's, there's, there's no <laughs> Newman. No, Ed and Lorraine Lor- uh, Warren is there. Thank last you. Name. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> the kicker is I haven't even watched any Seinfeld lately <laughs> at all. I mean, you know, uh, it, it, whatever. I guess it this, just it caught me like I was nodding in agreement, and then I went back and I was like, I don't think that's that's not right at all. No, it's not. Thank you for correcting me. No, you're fine. But uh, Ed and Lorraine uh, Warren. Uh, yeah. And Lorraine uh, Warren passed away a couple years ago, maybe? Yes. Yeah. And Ed had passed away uh, quite, quite a few a years before ago. that. Yeah. Um, it's, it, I, will re- I will say that if you've not watched – I don't think you need to watch the other ones to see this. But if you've not watched a, a conjur- Conjuring movie, the main line, the, these three movies, do yourself a favor and go watch them. They are grade A. Of course – they were made famous because of the Amityville horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Is where they got where they they got the public recognition. I guess is the word I'm looking for. Where it really come from? But <clears throat> if you look up at all the stuff that they've done, besides that, it's pretty crazy. And did you ever see that video? Uh, there's a documentary or something. Maybe if you go to their website, where it shows the the, the house and all of those relics and stuff, it, like the mm-hmm. Annabelle doll. Man, mm-hmm. screw that. Is all I'm yeah. gonna say. So. Yeah, um, I actually had a uh, I have a friend of mine, and they had Ed and Lorraine um, do something with them. I forget what it, what that they had done, mm-hmm. 
but it was it was borderline with the demonic stuff and had nothing but wonderful things to say about Lorraine um, uh, once once she passed away. So real quick, have you have you seen this trailer? Yes. Man, screw waterbeds is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> My grand my grandparents had a waterbed. We used to love it. Then I watched this. I was like, man, I'm never getting on another waterbed again. <laughs> I just thought it was Johnny Depp trying to get out of the I, I, nightmare. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. After my Newman slip, let's move on. Okay. Uh, next up, we have uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, dude, you, I was jumping for joy as I watched this movie, or I mean, this trailer. It looks uh, really good. I'm excited. It, it, it does look good. I know Jack all about the story. I don't think you need to. Okay. Uh, obviously, this is going to be an origin story anyway. I'm not the sure. biggest. Uh, I mean, I, I've not read that much uh, comic book wise on this, but like, just watching the action, uh, the, there's wire work in there. That 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 one little scene with the uh, kung fu wire work and stuff in it. I was like, oh yeah, made me think of Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragon. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I'm coughing so much. My allergies are about to kill me. Now, is um, am I right in thinking that Shang Tsung is the father in this? It looked like him. I'm not yeah. sure, but it it looked a lot like him. There um, I go being racist again. No. <laughs> no, and again, this is another great example of uh, a movie uh, not whitewashing. Uh, yes. This is a f- all Asian cast. I don't. I, I think. I mean, there. I'm sure there's non-Asian, but this is a full Asian cast, and everybody looks amazing in it so far. I realize it's only a teaser, and I'm also a Marvel mark, as I've said a million, million times before. But man, is there is there a movie company that is better at dropping a trailer to get you excited than Marvel? No, I can't think. Of, I mean, like. I'm looking over to the side. Uh, it, I'm on the YouTube page right now. Of course, it shows the Shang-Chi one. Then right below it is Loki. You yeah. know, and it's just like, golly, dude, I cannot wait. You know, so. Yeah, I guess it's not him. Oh, is it not? No, it, it dude, it looked just that's like about, him. That's what I was about to say. Surprising. Uh, so, really not much else to say about that because you don't get a lot of story in this trailer. Uh, more action than anything, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you see the Mandarin in there for just a minute. He's the protagonist, so we'll see. But uh, <laughs> it, it's going to be good. It's going to be Could good. Could be Guy Pierce. I don't know. I, I don't think so. Or Ben Kingsley. Yeah. But they killed him. What One of the Marvel shorts, they killed him, and I can't remember which one it was. Or those did little they? one shots. You remember the, the they did those little one shots for like two movies? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, they killed Trevor off in that? Yeah. And uh, I can't I remember which one part. it was, or, or somewhere in there. Either way. I so, like that twist, by the way. Yeah, I did I too. A lot great. of people had trouble with it. And I was like, whatever, yeah. dude, that's awesome. You had yeah. me fooled the entire movie. Exactly. It was great. That's yeah. the kind of twist that I like, you know? So uh, we got that one. Now let's move to just absolute insanity. F, F9, Fast 9, I think is what they're calling it. Now, yes. I, uh, dude. I didn't need this trailer to watch this movie. <laughs> if you're a Fast and the Furious fan, you know what you're getting into. Right. Uh, but, man, after watching the trailer, bring it on. Just bring <laughs> me the Fast and the Furious. I, it's so stupid. It's like I get done watching a, a, either the movie 
or a trailer. I'm like, man, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, and I cannot wait to watch it. Cannot wait. <laughs> that's the dumbest movie I've ever watched. Yeah. And I'll watch it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. And it's like uh, Roman says at that one point, they fought cars, they fought trains, they fought planes. And then he's like, when are you going to bring up the submarine? I'm like, yeah. It's like, it's like, bring it. And then, you know, they're going into space or something with duct tape. Come on. What do you need? I mean, John Cena actually looks pretty good in this. I think he's yeah. going to be a pretty good villain. Between this, you know, John Cena could become a movie star between this and the Suicide Squad. I, dude, I think I think it's his year. Um, did you ever watch that Fireman movie with him? By the way, no, no. Hey, it's good. Yeah, it's actually good. My Ella Kate, my my six year old, loved it. She cackled oh, watching it. So I believe that it's got uh, Key Michael Key in it too, doesn't it? Yeah, he yeah. and he's not as funny as John Cena, to be honest. So, dude, Cena is a very dude. underrated. I'm telling you, I know. Um, I'm with you. Did you see that Amy Poehler Tina Fey movie that uh -huh. he was in? I thought he was the best part of that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think, but this could be the year. And of course, you know what'll happen, as always. He'll be the bad guy in this one, but then he'll switch sides in the next one. Yep. Because that's the way it always goes. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. Of course, Han's back, so you got that going for you. But bring me, you know, if they're going to close this thing out, let me say this real quick, we'll move on. If they're going to close out this Fast and Furious franchise, they have to bring back The Rock and Statham. Mm -hmm. They have to. Yeah, you know, well, there's apparently some beef going on with those guys. No, so I, I think I, I think now I don't follow the 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 dirt sheets the way I used to, but I read somewhere that Dwayne and Vin made up. Okay, so I think well, we're I think we're all a family again, well, and that's what this Ty is Reese about. Was talk, talking mess for a long time. He too. made up. He, he him and Rock. They they've they've made up. So we're all family right. again. All thank, right. thank goodness, because this is a movie about family. This is nine movies about family. Yeah. Who would have thought with that first movie that we'd have nine Fast and the Furious movies, oh by the way? Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. In the last 20 years. <laughs> oh, my. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Uh, all right. Anyway, that's it for that one. Now, Derek, I have one more that I want to bring up real quick. Then we're going to move on. I have to mention... Because I saw this when I was looking at these trailers and trying to get my links and stuff. Netflix, and I didn't know this, but they are releasing Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon Eternal, the movie. Now, when I was a kid, I may or may not have gotten addicted to Sailor Moon while it was syndicated on TV. I'm not going to completely claim that I did but I do know the theme song by heart I'll just put it <laughs> I could sing it right now but I'm not going to it's, it's in my head it's already stuck in my head but I just want to say I do not talk much about anime on here uh, because I do not like the anime that they have these days it's just not for me I, I, uh, uh, once you move past like Cowboy Bebop and Neon Genesis Evangelion uh, I grew up in the 80s so it was like Akira and stuff like that for me but the animation alone on this looks pretty freaking amazing. I have no idea what's going on. I don't have a clue. But I was like, dude, that looks cool. So I'm going to bring it up just real quick. I just want to bring that up. <laughs> June 3rd, you can watch. Plus, the name of the movie is ridiculous. You can watch Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon Eternal, the movie, on Netflix. And I will watch it and let people know if I even knew what's going on in it or not. But it, we'll see. <laughs> so there's that. All right. All right. So that's it for that. Um no news this week, Derek. Nothing really worth talking about. 
Uh, I had a couple things picked out, but they're not even. I'm not even going into them because uh, Pixar. I'm not surprised. Just real quick, Pixar uh, are the people staffers are frustrated with Disney from sending their movies straight to Disney Plus, which I get. Oh, yeah. I get that. But what are you supposed to do at this time? Right. You know. So because they're talking, Luke is the one they're talking about, which by the way looks amazing. So you got that happening. Uh, DC fandom, fandom. I'm sorry. Uh, they had one last year. They're going to have another one this year. Um, of course, it's going to be mainly the Batman and Aquaman 2 and some other stuff, but those are the two biggies coming up for it. Do um, you think we'll get any kind of Black Adam trailer on Yes, that? I do. I think we'll see something out of that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm waiting on uh, The Rock to drop something on either Instagram or Facebook, you know, anytime. Because yeah. they're filming right. The dude is going to blow out of his freaking – I don't know how he keeps clothes on. He's fle- he, he just flexes all the time, by the way. It, 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 like, it's crazy. And I don't mean it bad, but like I'm jealous. I mean, I, I, I flab all the time, but he flexes. Like it's just like, you know, he don't even have to do nothing. He like, he moves his finger and it's like boom, my muscles are just gigantic. And yeah, I move my finger and my flab at the bottom of my arm just flabs back and forth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I I got that going for me, I guess. So anyway, that's right. I think we'll see something there. I do. I think it. I think it's going to happen. Um. Godzilla versus Kong, uh, the, the director, Adam Rengard, uh, looks like Legendary's going to try to do some more movies than that. <clears throat> and they're talking that it'll be Son of Kong. I don't need that. Uh, I, I mean, it could be good, but that's not really what I'm looking for in the monster movies. I'm more on the Godzilla side of things, so give me some of those monsters. And Kong, right. don't get me wrong, but like, you know, bring back uh, Ghidorah and blah, blah. I won't go into it now, but uh looks like they're going to try to do something with that, which kind of exciting because I thought they were going to be done with that. And then lastly, <clears throat> just in case you didn't know this, Luke Skywalker, when he got his uh, hand cut off by Darth Vader, uh, everybody's always wondered where it was at. Mm-hmm. Uh, they answered that in the comic books uh, this month. Uh, Emperor, Emperor Palpatine has had it the entire time in a glass oh. jar. Uh, so there you go. There's that. I don't. I haven't read the comic itself because I'm so far behind on reading. But uh, it's kind of a cool little tidbit to find out that that's where his hand ended up in a glass jar with Palpatine. So uh, there's some stuff tying in there with that too. But there's that. That's all the news I want to bring up because I want to talk about this other stuff real quick. Uh, Derek, before we talk WrestleMania, because I want to hear your thoughts. Let me ask you this first. Did you? I know the last time we talked, Falcon and the Winter Soldier had just gotten started. Have you finished the entire thing? Dude, I tapped out on episode Did two. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I stuck. I, I enjoyed it. I think I told you this. I was enjoying it after the first episode, episode, and I I loved all six episodes. I think it got stronger as it went on. Obviously, you know, and anybody who didn't know it was coming it should should have known, Sam Wilson's the new Captain America. What? Uh, you knew that. Don't tell me you That's didn't know. Brand new information. But uh, I, I, I think the way they did it was good. I think they handled it good. Uh, I think it wrapped up the story good. I like where they ended with uh, the John Walker, Captain America slash U.S. agent. Um, the Bucky stuff was resolved in a way that I was happy with. I'm happy to see that there's a Captain America. Which coming out of this, if you didn't know there's going to be a Captain America four, there's something wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a surprise. I'm excited about where they're going. I hope that they continue to use. I, I, I personally would li- would have liked to have seen. I was telling uh, Mike at the comic shop this the other day. I wish that. Uh, I personally wish they had 
been able to push this a little further out and put that Captain America mantle on Bucky as well because if you read the Captain America Winter Soldier, that whole storyline and stuff, there is a point where Bucky actually becomes Captain America. So I, I would have, I wish they could still do that. I mean, don't you know, it's not like they can't, but I would have liked to have seen all that full circle, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see Sam Wilson as Captain America. Yeah. You, you got to see him fight some in it and stuff. If I were you, I don't really think you need to <coughs> watch the whole thing. You could probably watch uh, episodes five and six because that's when the transformation really takes place where he really starts to embrace that Captain America legacy. Mm-hmm. And so just to see how it happens. But anyway, it's it, it, the suit looks cool, uh, so on and so forth. I enjoyed it. I'm ready to move on to Loki, though. Bring it on. That's all yeah. I'm going to say about that. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to watch it. I'm going to eventually watch I think my thing was... Is I think I'm gonna go back from episode one and just I'm gonna take a day and just watch all six. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where my attention was was being diverted just because I was like, oh man, I gotta watch another one of these next week, and <laughs> it's just it's my own you know vices really because we're in such a such a I want it now mm-hmm. uh, society, but. Uh, when I do that, I will come back on here and report to you what I thought about it. I think you'll like it more watching it like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I like um, Sam, and I like Bucky, and I like Sebastian Stan, and I like Anthony Mackie. Um, so I'm excited to see, you know, them mm-hmm. together. I think that they have a great back and forth, and uh, I'm excited to to watch it all unfold. I just – for the life of me, man, like I was just staring at my phone for the hour, mm-hmm. listening to it instead of watching it, and that's just not like me when it comes to Marvel stuff. No, so, it's it's different. I mean, obviously, you know, WandaVision was different, but it's different. Yeah. Like we said before, in a completely, it's different in a completely different way. Yeah, uh, you know, just the way it's set up and everything. And so, I'll be interested to see how they go with Loki. You know, we're about to move it because it comes out next month, I think, or no, yeah. in June. June 17th? Yeah, I think that's right. So, you know, we've had this crazy sitcom style, and we have what I felt personally was more of a spy movie, an action spy movie. You know, like I said, uh, Winter Soldier feel to the to the whole series. Yeah. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. June 11th is when okay. Loki so I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I think Loki's going to hit this, like, comedic sweet spot. I really do. I think it's going to be a funny a funny series honestly so uh we'll see but uh moving on from that real quick uh did you watch Mortal Kombat yes are you a big fan have have you been a big fan of the games yeah uh as a matter of fact I was playing uh Mortal Kombat 11 uh earlier today awesome I have I have not got to play 11 yet because I'm too stubborn to buy the whole thing because you know mm-hmm. there's the base and then there's that aftermath stuff that's supposed to be actually really good uh i had played nine and ten um so what 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 were your just overall feelings about the movie um i think that you and i have the same sort of feelings on it um i think somebody in the facebook group Brent, i pretty, believe it was i, I believe so 
said uh, the story's not that great, but the fatalities and the action mm-hmm. are a lot of fun. And that's that's how I feel. It, it feels real disjointed. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of fan you, service. A lot of fan service. Uh, but to that extent, if you don't know who these people are, if these you don't know who these characters are, you're not going to be able to really enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, again, I understand that like the majority of the people that are going to watch this movie are fans of whatever version of the game they've they played or whatever version of the movie they've seen but i just remember there's like as they're getting ready for the final battle i was like i feel like there's a there's 45 minutes of movie that just got cut that we should have seen that like really explained everything to us um it felt (laughs) it felt like vince russo booked it (laughs) just a lot of action not a lot of explanation, not a lot of time for you to care. Just, hey, we got to go to the next thing. Hey, we got to do the next thing. Hey, we got to do the next thing. But did it really bother you? You know what I'm saying? It didn't really bother no. me. It, no, it, it, it didn't me either. It didn't take away, it didn't take away my, uh, my enjoyment of the movie. But after I got done watching it, you know, I went to work. And somebody was like, hey, man, Mortal Kombat's on tonight. And I was like, actually, I watched it before I came. And they're like, oh, what'd you think? And I went, um... It's okay, you know. I, I fully expect it to be like, dude, it was awesome. But when I like mm-hmm. actually thought about it, I was like, ah, story's not that great, but the the action's good. And and my friend that asked me about it was like, well, I mean, that's what I expected. I was like, well, then you'll have a great mm-hmm. time with it. If you go in, yeah, I mean, I thought just from the trailers we was gonna get more story than we did. Yeah. But like like we were both saying just now, really, when it's all said and done. It's a pretty good movie. Uh, you know, the fan service really helps you get through those missed story beats, basically, I guess is what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. I think, for me, the best story in the whole thing is uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Yeah. That opening scene is amazing. That whole yeah. thing is great. And then the payoff at the end... Uh, once you finally, well, I just that, that payoff at the end is really good too. Yeah. Um, I, I feel wish, like it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're all right. I was just gonna say I feel like that they should have made this a Scorpion versus Sub Zero yeah. movie as a setup, more of a setup, yes. and then lead into. I, yes. I agree. Um, I I think uh, I would pay money to watch those that uh, a Scorpion and Sub Zero movie for sure. Uh, if it's the same actors and everything, uh, I yeah. can't remember the the actor's name that plays Scorpion. Uh, he's been in a lot of uh, movies. Uh, he freaking killed it. He's man. awesome in this, and yeah. uh, and the, the Scorpion or the Sub Zero one as well. But um, I don't know. <coughs> it gives you all those beats that you're looking for with these characters. I thought yeah. they nailed Kano as a character. Uh, I think he's probably my favorite in the he, movie. He grew on me at first. I thought he was kind of stupid, but yeah. like by the time he does that rant with uh, Kung Lao, yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm on board. This is Kano. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would be interested to see where they go with the sequel. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously they they point towards it with you know the I, this is not a spoiler. I mean, they point there's a Johnny Cage poster at the end of it, so you know what I'm saying. I'll yeah. say this though, and then let's move on. I would uh, I, th- what they should have done if it had been me. I, I, the storylines from. Nine, ten, and I'm going to say eleven too. Even though I played it, are a thousand times better than this. Uh-huh. This, those story. If you, I'd never play a fighting game 
for the storyline. Obviously, you're playing it. In this case, you know, fatalities, blah, blah, blah. But those, the storyline, and this, this has been an overarching story through these last three games, has been freaking awesome. And, again, like I said, I've not played it, but from what I've heard, 11 wraps it up great. So Yeah. I uh I'm I'm not very deep into the story mode on eleven right now. I've really just been playing like the the old tournaments and yeah. stuff. Um, just because I'm a huge Johnny Cage fan and uh, love knocking people's heads off of Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. His fatalities are hilarious. Um, I will say this: I didn't like how they did Liu Kang in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I didn't like how they did Goro. I mean, he looks great, but I just I wanted more. Yeah. And I think that's them trying to shove too much into a movie. Yeah. yeah. I also didn't care for the uh, quote-unquote character that's you, the you character. Uh, you know, the the relative of Scorpion. I can't remember his name right yeah, now. Yeah, Cole, Cole. Cole something. Young, young, maybe. I think. Yeah. But I didn't like... I didn't care for his character. You, that's supposed to be the everyman, the you character to guide you through this. I didn't right. I didn't need that. You could have just told the story about the characters. Right. You know, so and I didn't need my own avatar. Yeah. And yeah. you know, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, once he got his Mortal Kombat powers, you know, <laughs> it, it was a, I guess a little better, but he was kind of whiny throughout the whole thing, really. Yeah. So, you know, but it, that's neither here nor there. I will say if I was right if I was going to give this a grade 1 to 5, I'd give this a solid three and a half, probably. I, I don't think I can go four. That storyline stuff really bugged me the more I thought about it. But, like, just for the action and that fan service and stuff. And I don't know. I could almost give it a four just for the Scorpion and Sub-Zero stuff. Yeah. Really. That that opening scene is amazing. It's uh, Yeah, it's tremendous. Yeah. So, but I, I'm going to say about three and a half for me. I'd go a little bit lower than that uh, if we're going one one to five. I'd probably say two seventy five, like two point seven five. Um, but uh, it, I mean, I think if well, let me let me do it this way. I'll be complicated. If you're if you're wanting fan service and violence and and quips and things like that, F-bombs you're looking you're looking at a four, yeah. solid four. <laughs> uh, story story wise, you're looking at a one and a half. Yeah. So whatever. So when you aggregate that out. together, you know you get you know there you go. Yeah, about two point seven five. Well, speaking um, speaking of uh, grades, Derek, mm-hmm. if you're done with Mortal Kombat, I need to know <laughs> what kind of grade would you give WrestleMania? <sighs> you can give it any grade you want. You can number it. You can letter it. So night one, I would give a solid B. That's what two. I've heard. Yeah. Um, night two, I would give a solid BM two. <laughs> what a BM? What exactly uh-huh. is a BM? A bowel movement. <laughs> Just a solid poop. Because that's how I felt that they did uh, with night two okay. of that. All right. Uh, so let me ask you this I, again. I have not watched it. I've heard that not one was uh, ec- was actually excellent for the most part, and not two was an actual absolute gutter fire. What was the high point? Just overall, over both nights, what was the high point for you? Uh, Edge being in the main event looked good. Edge is my guy. Yeah, yeah. Edge good. is I, my guy. I was wondering if it was that or the Bianca uh, stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, 
you're talking to the guy who for several years said Sasha Banks is my favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it was great to see, again, inclusion, right? Inclusivity. Yeah. It was, it was great to see two black women main event WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool to see two women main event WrestleMania instead of your triple threat where, you know. Just a standard, just a, a, a straight up match. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those two, those two, and they, they knocked it out of the park. But for me, the, the two things that stand out about WrestleMania 37 mm-hmm. are the fans being back. Uh, because I, I, and this is just me and how stupid I am about uh, performing and entertainment and all that stuff. But there, there are a few different times watching the wrestlers watch the <coughs> audience where I teared up. Because mm-hmm. I just know how when you, when you're, when you're doing the thing that you love to do, and you don't have those people there to react to it, and then you get them back. It's just it's mm-hmm. it's the most amazing feeling in the world. And you could tell you could see it on their faces. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, Drew McIntyre was he looked like he was about to cry. Yeah. Randy Orton, he he's on Kurt Angle's podcast this this next week, and I was listening to it today, and he was talking about like my entrance that night was probably like four or five minutes because I just I took it in, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I, I just love that. But for me, the, the coolest thing was is 10 years to the day that he was forced to retire and give up the, the world title, Edge is back in the main event of WrestleMania looking better than ever. I heard that that was probably one of the, if not the best matches of the whole thing. Uh, that even right... Like, I say that Roman Reigns has finally made that turn that I thought he should have made a long time ago, mm-hmm. and uh, that he he earned that win and he looked good in that win. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, I kind of want to go watch it. I think I'm gonna go and watch just some specific matches. That I'll being give one. you five. I'll give you five matches to watch, and okay. that's all you need to do for WrestleMania. Okay. All right. You let me know, and I'll watch, and then we'll get back together on that. Uh, Derek, anything else on the WrestleMania front that you want to bring up? Um, I, I mean, well, I'll just tell you the the five matches to go watch. Okay. Um, right now, let me let me pull them up because I sent this to our uh, mutual friend Jeff Wright to let him know. So you're looking at Drew and Bobby from night one, mm-hmm. Seth and Cesaro from night one, Bianca and Sasha from night one. And then night two, you're looking at Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Edge and Roman and Daniel Bryan. And that was it on night two. Everything else was a dumpster fire, wasn't it? I hated it. Yeah. That's what it, that's, that's been the consensus for the most part um, on that whole thing. Yeah. I, I'm excited, just real quick before we move on, that they're going to go back to one night next year the way it looks. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's – I think it's probably smart. I hope that they – I hope that they will condense it and yeah. make, I mean, if anything, make it four hours. You know, I remember, I think the first four-hour WrestleMania was, was um, WrestleMania. 17. What, WrestleMania? No, I'm thinking it was a two-tape one. Remember, I was yeah. thinking WrestleMania 4, but I'm thinking two tapes yeah. uh, was all cassette tape, VHS tapes. Four, 
four may have been four hours. I don't know. But I can't I'm remember. thinking like yeah, you're I'm probably thinking right. like the, the one that finally went the the longest yeah. was 17, and it needed it. Yeah. You know, because it had a bunch of that really was, uh, that was in, in at the Astrodome, right? Is that the one? Yes, I'm sir. Thinking? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably the best Man. WrestleMania of all time. Golly, that main event, Austin mm-hmm. Rock, and the turn, and that's yeah. I'm think that's I'm thinking right, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, Gosh, I mean the worst, the worst match on the thing is like China versus Ivory. Yeah, yeah, that's a that is a good. I need, now I need to go back and watch it. It's been a while since I've watched that one. But anyway, yeah. anyway. Um, um, but I th- I think. Uh, I, th- I think that it's it's smarter to do it that way. I just hate these like twelve hour yeah. WrestleManias that they've been doing. It's hard. Like, there's there's just no reason for it. It's hard to invest in all that time. And even when you even when you did have you know the one day once, you're still looking at if you're watching it from start to finish. That's a good six to eight hour chunk that you're watching mm-hmm. uh, build up and you know pre matches and blah blah yeah. blah, and you're just like. You know, by the time it's done, by the time you get to the main event, and you know this, you were there for one. By the time you get to the main event, you're wore out, and yeah. you, you've lost that investment that you've had the whole time. Because, yeah. my goodness, it's just like it's like you're having. To, <laughs> I have to drink a six pack of monsters just to stay alive during yeah. the whole thing. So uh, I don't know. I, for me, pay per views, I can get it. Like you said, with WrestleMania being four hours, but that three three hours is a good sweet spot when it comes to a marquee pay per view like like that. You know. Yes. So we shall see, though. We shall see. Yeah. You know what? Just real quick, and then I will move on. This is the first year that I did not hear much talk about the Monday after Raw. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. It was absolutely yeah. terrible. Yeah. Because I'll watch it. I'll watch the Monday night after Mania, the the Raw after Mania. I'll always watch it because it's it's almost always better than the WrestleMania itself. Maybe not back in the day, but you know, lately. I mean, yeah. that's where that's where everything happens. That's where you set up happens. your new storylines. Blah blah blah. New Old season. people come back. Yeah. New people debut. Yep. So you know, I was surprised because normally I'm you know Twitter and everything's blowing up with ah oh, this and this and this and nothing. It, it was, was like, garbage. Yeah. Yeah, which sad to say, is uh, part of the course these days. Yeah. Really, yeah. and I hate that. And I, there's wrestlers there I love, and will mm-hmm. you know until and, until I'm gone. They, some of my favorite wrestlers, you know, will be associated with WWE. But right now, it's just the, the product is in the gutter. And yeah, we've talked about enough. Talked about enough. Let's move on, my friend. Let's move support on. Support the NWA. Support AEW. Yeah, yeah. Go watch these other ones. Make Vince McMahon change what he's doing yeah you know they did it before they can do it again right absolutely i mean you know bischoff did it once if if you know one bischoff come along there can be somebody else that can do the same thing and i think we're seeing that with aew i really do yeah you know so we'll see you know cody wanted to change it when he started this and i think he's done it so let's hope anyway moving on from that Derek, uh I, i i did not do an email call out this week uh, just because it's been so hectic and it's hard for me to uh, check on everything, uh, so on and so forth. But I did get an email from Glenn, and it's a pretty good one. So I'm going to uh, read this just real quick. Hey, Glenn. Uh, he says, Star Wars Day. Uh, Jason, the meme you posted in the uh, in the group a few, day, a few days ago about a future Fast and the Furious movie involving the Millennium Falcon really made me remember when I got taken out of the sequel movies. Did you see that meme I posted? Uh, it showed... Uh, it had uh, 
uh, Fast and the Furious cars, and then it had uh, the scene yes. from F9, yes. and then it yes. had the Millennium Falcon. Anyway, uh, so he says, it, I got taken out of the sequel movies. It was not the rise of the Skywalker or the Last Jedi. It was in The Force Awakens when Ray started talking about how the Falcon ended on Jakku. I remember at that moment thinking, this is bullshit. Excuse my language. <laughs> Han would never let anyone steal the Falcon, and if they did, he would get it back. The idea that the Falcon would be rusting away somewhere and Han would be going about his business like his second best friend didn't exist just would not happen. After that, in The Force Awakens, I was just like, well, this is fun, but I can't really buy it anyway. But anyway, happy Star Wars Day, guys. Hope all is well. And you know, I hadn't really thought about that, Derek, but Glenn, you are right. There's no way that Han Solo would have let the Falcon sitting on Jakku for all that time. There's no way. So, I liked it. I had not thought about that because I am not going to go into it, but we all know my feelings about Rise of the Skywalker and so on and so forth. But I see where you're coming from, and I, I totally agree with that point on this. So, it, anything you want to say about it, Eric? Uh, it is BS. You're right, Glenn. There you go. See? Uh, thank you, Glenn. I appreciate that email. As always, you can uh, email us at rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, Derek, with that... Let's move into a little, just a little teensy bit of geek history before we get out of here. Um, so, on this day in 1989, a little movie called Criminal Law was released. I have no idea what this movie is, by the way. <laughs> uh, it, it, but So, I was like, what is Criminal Law? It stars Gary Oldman. Jimmy Smith. No, nope, oh. no. Nope. Gary Oldman and Kevin Bacon because Kevin what? Bacon was in all the movies in the 80s so it doesn't That's matter true. but like I've never heard of this movie ah. a killer is back on the streets the only one who can stop him is the lawyer who set him free and I think that Gary Oldman is the lawyer and Kevin Bacon is the killer I think isn't that primal fear sounds a lot like that doesn't it yeah <laughs> so had that one what else happened on this day? As I scroll down through here, uh, you can watch okay. that movie on Prime Video, by the way. I might have to check it out because I no. I can't believe I've never even heard of that movie, honestly. <laughs> uh, so I said earlier today's National Superhero Day. Real quick, Derek, who's your favorite superhero? Just Batman. off the top of your head, Batman. First one comes to mind for me is Wolverine. Nice. So, uh, just growing up comic books, that was always the dude back in then. Uh, then from there, uh, also on this day in 1989. The classic James Belushi movie K Nine was released. Okay. Uh, meet the two cup. The the, the the liner on here is meet the two toughest cops in town. One's just a little smarter than the other, and I'm pretty sure they're referring to the dog in this one. <laughs> Man, that movie is so bad. It's such a terrible movie. Uh, and then last but not least, I want to say a big happy birthday to the one and only Ace Freely of Kiss. Um, that's on here. What's your favorite Kiss song? Right off the top of my head, God of Thunder. That's a freaking great song. And I'm not a huge Kiss fan, but that's me. Derek, do you have a Kiss song that you ha have a liking to? A favorite oh, Kiss song? Oh, jeez. Um, I Was Made for Loving You, Baby. Dude, that's a good song. I was listening to it the other day. It's on the Umbrella Academy Season 2 soundtrack, and it's Ooh. such a great little bit with that. i am got it stuck in my head right now. It's a good movie. Good show, good show. Uh, that is it, Derek. No more... Uh, history for this week i mean i'm okay. sure there's more but that's all that this website has always shows me so uh you know there's that uh okay 
So, Derek, as you know, once we get done with geek history, I pull out this wonderful book that you see I'm holding in my hands right now. Yes. Uh, the science fiction and fantasy quiz book. I'm going to open it up. You can see me. I'm opening it up to a random page. I'm going to ask you to pick a number between 1 and 10. 3. Um, this is a good one. Okay. According to the X-Files, how old was Fox Mulder when his sister was abducted by aliens? Uh, it's multiple choice. Uh, A, 6, B, 12, C, 17, and D, 22. Hmm. Um, will you repeat that? I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, give me one the, second. The, the A, B, C, D. Uh, A is 6. Okay. B is 12. Okay. C is 17. And D is 22. B. B is correct, my friend. Twelve years old. Were, were you uh, were you a big X Files fan back in the day? Um, I was. Or was in that the first? The first couple seasons, I was, mm -hmm. and then because um, that came on like Fridays, didn't it? Like yes. Friday nights. Yeah, Friday nights. Yeah. When it first and dropped. then I felt like I got too uh, in inundated with friends yeah. to keep up with it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I, I was a big fan of it, but I, the Friday night thing was a killer for me. So I think it was it moved over to Sunday nights at some point. Okay, and that's when it really. I think I could be wrong, but I know it changed nights to a night where I could watch it and not be doing my debauchery at the time. And so, <laughs> uh, I think you're right. I think it was like The Simpsons and then The yeah, X Files. I think on so. Uh, and so I really got hooked on it. Uh, a great show. Uh, I, I've always wanted to go back. I I know the entire overall story and all the beats and everything, but uh, I never watched all the episodes of every season. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, but, man, it's hard. I've tried to do that before, but it's hard because, you know, that's back in the day when you were doing 24 one-hour episodes, mm -hmm. and that's a lot. To, you know, back then it didn't seem like that was much to invest in. But, like, man, that's a big commitment for, you know, to sit down and watch. Whereas now, yeah. I think the sweet spot for me, we were talking about it last night. I think uh, Brandon said that his sweet spot was about 13 one-hour episodes. Yeah. Even for me, that's uh, on the heavy side. Mm -hmm. For me, I think uh, Stranger Things hits that really sweet spot of 8 to 9. I think maybe their high end was 10 wasn't it or something like that in that so. first season 10. Yeah. but like you know they dropped back a few uh, they dropped a couple episodes but anyway right there in that 10 episode 8 to 10 episodes if done well mm -hmm. in an hour episodic thing like that but again we're talking Stranger, Stranger Things which uh, you know it's something special and I think that they do better than most when it comes to uh, that one hour episode thing so yeah that's just me. The, so. the first season and the third season were eight episodes. The second season was nine. That's what it was. I knew, sure. it, was, I knew it was something like that. Uh, and that's, for, for me, that's just the right amount of commitment because it's hard, obviously, when you have now three kids, much less one at mm -hmm. that time. But to sit down, I mean, like, it's hard to even sit down. For me, it was hard to sit down and watch 30 minutes, you know, at tops, what, 45-minute episode of WandaVision. Uh, or Captain America, or I mean, 
Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. So it's getting hard to even. Like I'm behind on Young Rock, which I love, but I haven't even got to watch all that. It's so good, man. I know. I'm so. I. It was on the other day in the background. We were doing something. I was like, man, I've got to catch up on Young Rock. Yeah. Uh, I uh, actually watched the episode from last night this morning while mm-hmm. I was eating breakfast. Um, for for me, when we're talking about the sweet spot of um, shows like that, I think as long as I can binge it, if I'm sick one day mm-hmm. and I can binge it the entire day, then I think it's worth it. But if not, then it's probably too much. It's hard to commit. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was able because season yeah season three of Stranger Things was the summer episodes yeah mm-hmm. and they come out july 4th weekend yes and being the dork i am and not wanting to go outside during july 4th i sat inside while everybody else was at the pool and and just ate up that whole thing yeah so but stranger things for me just real quick and then we're gonna get out of here stranger things for me is a special case because i need to watch all of that in one sitting you know what i'm saying it's one of those that I want to consume as soon as I can yeah. because I don't want it to be ruined for me. Yeah. Whereas with uh, Mandalorian, WandaVision, stuff like that, I love having that having to wait a week and think about what's going to come next. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? But, uh, but with Stranger Things, give it all to me. I'm ready. You know? Gosh, yeah. it's so good. It's, it's, for me, it's on another level, honestly, than most shows. So I've got high expectations for this next season. We sh- but anyway, Derek, let's get out of here. We've been rambling all night. Uh, thank you, my friend, for joining me. I really appreciate course, it. Yeah, man. Uh, Happy to do it. We'll get you back on here, like we said. Uh, once you get done watching, once you get the Winter Soldier stuff taken care of. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll do that. I still want to do the uh, the IGN. Uh, superhero bracket thing that we talked That's about garbage yeah yeah they pulled it out in the end but anyway i still want to do that and we've still got to come back and do our phase two of the marvel stuff yeah we do these days yeah. so we got man, and there's the rest man we got a lot of stuff we got to talk we about. got a lot of stuff to talk about bro <laughs> all the time but anyway uh thank you my friend for joining us um anything you want to add before we get out of here real quick um <clears throat> No, man, I think I'm good. Um, working on some stuff right now that uh, I think you guys will dig, but they're not ready to be announced yet, but hopefully soon. Uh, yeah, so that I'll just I'll tease it with that. Awesome. Not there, a great teaser goes a long way for me. You know what I'm saying? It's like that 30-second teaser for whatever Marvel movie, boom, I'm in. See, there yeah. you go. You got me right there, just that little teaser. All right, well – with that's it for this week folks uh as always you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there and please make sure and rate and review us on apple podcast along with all the other podcast streaming apps you might use uh if you haven't joined the facebook group yet just search for ramblings from nowhere you can find us on twitter at from ramblings and on instagram it's rfn underscore podcast uh also don't forget to send us those emails with any questions or comments to rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com uh, Derek, where can everybody find you at on the social media? At Derek Zoo. Awesome. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter as well, at Jason76Z. And Derek, thank you once again for joining us. And with that, we are out. Out.